Welcome, everybody, to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast, episode number 176. And coming up on this one, the Leafs look to avoid a five-game losing streak with a tough matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were down 4-1 after the first period, but they fought back, and they won at 6-5 in OT. Austin Matthews goes beast mode, and they finally get some contributions from the bottom six forwards. All this and more coming up on episode 176 of the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. Oh boy, Samsonov gets lit up like a Christmas tree early in this one. But Matthews and Marner finally have their new left winger. Nice was awesome in this hockey game tonight. An absolutely perfect fit on that top line. We're going to get into it. Let's hit the intro. Welcome all you tippers to the Tip In Maple Leaf podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. Don't forget you can follow us on social media at the Tip In Maple Leaf podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at the Tip In podcast and on TikTok at Tip In podcast. You can email us tipinpodcast at gmail.com and donate at patreon.com backslash Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. Dale, we were texting earlier in the night. You texted me. You didn't see them coming back. Dude, come on now. Like That's, Now, I didn't see it either. After that first period, I'm like, this team's going to get fucking shelled tonight. It looked that way to me. No, I didn't sense like the last time, almost a carbon copy of the game in Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. But uh, crazy, like down 4-1 and just the way they were going in the net and just the way, you know, they jump out to a one nothing lead, but all of a sudden four straight goals by Tampa. I'm just like, no, not tonight. Like, how many times can they do that? Well, apparently a few more because I did not see it happening, but I just did not see a comeback happening tonight. But they they fought their way back in the second period, a lot to do with Austin Matthews going absolute beast mode in the second. Um, I don't know, man. Like, what do you think? Any You think anything was said in that? Like, it shouldn't need to be. Like, it shouldn't need to be said in, during the intermission. But do you think there was something, perhaps, someone was like, all right, guys, what the fuck is this? What are we doing here? Yeah, I think something was said. That was a pretty lackluster first period. Oh, dude. So, I mean, it, there's no way they just went into the dressing room and were like, well, we'll try again in the second. Like, either Keith came in and lost his shit, or some of the players stood up and said, okay, look, enough of this. Like, we're better than this. But it was not the same team in the second, third, and overtime that played in the first period. Like, not even close to the same team. Insane. Dude, like, what a like what a, and hide. what a roller coaster, right? Like, this is an absolute roller coaster tonight. And the Tampa, look, the division matchups with Tampa Bay, like the Leafs versus Tampa, so evenly matched. Like, these games are wild, wild games, man. Every time these two hook up, it's absolutely wild and crazy stuff. But what a roller coaster. Like, this is a roller coaster. I go from, like, they open the scoring early, like, looks good. Nice is looking good on that top line there early. And I'm, like, obviously a lot more nice to come here. But 
And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. They're going to the back of the mat. I'm like, not again. Come on. Are you serious? Like it was like the Kucherov show again early in this hockey game. But uh, and I'm thinking, come on, guys, like you just let points slip to the Sabres. You can't do it again tonight to Tampa. You got another division matchup uh, on Wednesday cooking in with the Ottawa Senators. Like you can't keep tossing these points. And yeah, okay, sure. Like. Tampa scored late to tie it, to force it to overtime. They did end up salvaging a point here after blowing a 4-1 lead, but ultimately the Leafs got the two points, a much-needed two points to snap the four-game losing streak. I thought this puppy was going to five, four, sure. Yeah. Didn't, didn't happen, didn't happen. There was, um, there was no reason to believe that they were going to come back and win after that first period. No way. And, no and, way, and just to add on to how much alike it was, Joseph Wall comes in, stands on his head, like played great. Just, yeah, it's, just like the last, not not as crazy as the last Tampa game. No, but he came in and shut the door again. Yeah, like he played, he did. Like he didn't allow another goal, and like I don't think he gave, Tampa, up, one. He gave up one. He did at, at the end. Like he didn't allow. Like they, yeah, he did at the end. He did, but, but he um, kept them into it long enough that they could take the lead. For sure. And like, look, like, I don't know. Like you look at the Leafs team in the first period, basically sleepwalking. So Samsonov, like, I didn't think we'll get into it a bit here with Samsonov, but like in the second period, the Leafs were so much better in the third period. They were so much better. So yeah, like sure. Wall was a part of that, but I don't know. Like if wall would have been net in the first, it would have started this game. Would anything have been different? Hard to say. We don't know. Because the team in front of them was so would have been so bad. But um, anyway, look, Sheldon Keefe finally decided to make so a few changes to the lineup going into this game, specifically Matthews uh, and Marner get a new left winger with Matthew Nice. Um, revolving door there, Bertuzzi, uh, Yarncroc, whatever. Didn't like the look of any of that. Well, tonight... Come on, dude. This guy, he's the new left winger. That's it. It's done. It seal it. It's delivered. It's game over. It, right? He, well, I mean, it's Sheldon Keith, so never say never. No, dude. Game. Come on. It, it, like a glove. Like a glove, brother. Like a glove. He definitely looked like the best left winger that they've had this season on the on like, that. Cl- clearly, this kid is a top six forward because give him a sniff up there tonight with some very skilled players, as opposed to, well, let's say Domi and Yarncroc or whoever was on the third line. It was those two. Yarncroc will get into him too. But, I mean, obviously, you can't compare playing with those two uh, to playing with Mitch and Austin. But he didn't look out of place. To, at times in this game, Chad, I'm like having flashbacks of like Zach Hyman. Like he's going to the front of the net. He's so strong on the puck in the corners. He's making things happen, creating space, making it a little easier for the other guys. Marner and and Austin have been incredible, especially the last couple games. Well, Austin, I mean, (laughs) come on. But, but, you know, like to have a guy with them that looks like he can carry his weight as opposed to what they have had there with Bertuzzi and Yarncroc so far to start the season. Like, man, wouldn't it be nice? Like, you know, Bunting was good. Bunting was good. He was no Zach Hyman. Hyman's been my favorite winger that's played with those guys since they've been here, but those days are long gone. This kid, Matthew Nyes, all of a sudden looks like, okay, wait a second. Like he looks like he can carry that load with the top guys and 
it's going to be a perfect fit. What do you think, Matthew Nyes? Like, it's, I think it's a done deal. He's like, he's the new left, top line left winger, 100%. Oh, yeah. For the foreseeable future, he, he's definitely there. And there's no, there's nobody else on the team, Chad. There's no, there's there's nobody nobody else. else. And, and I agree with you. Like, he, he did remind me a little bit of Hyman going to the front of the net. He's big, he's physical, but he, I think he has like a, a softer touch around the net. Like, I think he could score more goals than Hyman could. Oh, Hyman can put him in. Hyman Hyman could, him. Oh, yeah, Hyman can put him in. But I think Nice has a little more skill. Yeah. If you give him the time up there and you, you let him play a, like a substantial amount of games with Matthews and Marner, I think you're going to see a lot from this kid. They're both so strong in the puck. They're both so strong in the puck. I'm talking about Nice and, and Hyman. They're both so strong in the puck. They're great in the corner, creating space. Like, it just looked like Nyes was finding room. Like he got the one pass over to Austin for the for his first goal. He was in front. He almost had a tip in on Oz. He was standing right in front of the Tampa goalie. Nyes almost had a tip in on Matthew's second goal. So he's going to the right places. Yeah. Like it's a lot of good things to like there. Um, finally, it looks like there's a real guy that can play with them. Like instead of the patchwork of whatever, like that could be a guy where like, you know, who knows what's going to happen to Bertuzzi next year. Bertuzzi might not even be here by the end of this year. We could have a, we could have a Richie 2.0 on our hands here. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Like no guarantee Bertuzzi's going to end the season here. No. We'll see. But I mean, I, I was thinking about that during the first period, like when it just looked like it was going to be a gong show and they were going to get shelled. I was like thinking about what tree living might be doing, like thinking what he might do. Cause Dubas did have the track record of cleaning up his mistakes. Like if he brought in guys that signed free agents that didn't work or traded for people that didn't work, he he quickly got them out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if Tree Living's looking at this being like, maybe I should try to trade a Bertuzzi or a Klingberg or a little early probably for that. I'm trying to think of when he traded Nick Ritchie. Who was it after Christmas? I can't remember. It was, it was pretty, pretty quick, actually. It was pretty quick. Yeah. He knew we all knew it wasn't there was just no fit for him on the team, right? So I think you got to give Bertuzzi more time. Um, he looked, he had flashes tonight where like he had some, a couple good hits. He was, a he was in it. Like he was sniffing, like he could have scored. Didn't happen, but whatever. Hopefully it'll come for Bertuzzi soon. I think it probably will. I, I the way this guy plays, like for whatever reason, he's just not there, right? He's just not there right now. But anyway, Nye, it's the Matthew Nye's show here tonight for me. It was like, man, how good did this kid look? like going up into the top six and whatever, but anything else on him before we move on? Nope. I just can't wait to see more. Do you want to just talk about Matt or Matthews now or Matthews later? Oh, let's just get into Matthews now. Ridiculous, man. Like he basically turned the thing around single-handedly in the second yep. period. Like that line, obviously nice, a lot of credit, Marner, a lot of credit, but again, that line, like I'm thinking we're going into the third period and I'm thinking like, holy shit, all the production is coming from the top line again. Nobody else is doing anything like it was nice. Had a goal. Marner had a goal. Matthews had two goals. Like it was just all before Callie Yarncroft showed the fuck up. Going to get into him in a second. But Matthews, man, he almost cooked another back-to-back hat trick here tonight he had a hat trick last game against the sabers his third hat trick of the season we skimmed over this last podcast too apparently that was like the first time in a hundred years that somebody's had three hat tricks in their first like 11 games of the season or whatever right so this guy's going to uh who knows like 70 goals it's potential 
He keeps popping three or two a night. He's got 13 goals, brother. Like crazy, yep. crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, were, were you not thinking like, okay, he's probably going to get another hat trick? Oh, I thought for sure he was going to, the way he was amped up, the way he's been playing, the way he's been finding the back of the net, I thought for sure he was going to get another hat trick. And uh, yeah, I was just thinking the whole time, like, like, like how, how far can this go? Like, how long can you stay this hot? Like, are we going to be into the new year and this guy's got six hat tricks like already it's, in this? You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty insane. He didn't get the hat trick tonight, but had he, well, he would have been at four already. I know. I know. November. It's crazy, man. They were saying like it was that it took him to like the 25 game mark last year, I think, to get his like 10th or 11th goal. He's already got 13 in 12 games. So just absolutely crazy pace that this guy's on. But like, what can you say about him? Like, who knows? Like it's the sky's the limit for this guy. He just is like every, it's just going in. It is going in hard for this guy right now. Like everything, just letting it shoot from anywhere. Like he is feeling it, man. He is absolutely feeling it. So even when they're losing, he's still like one of the only guys going. So win or loss, he's still like, but I was very impressed how he just seemed to take it over in the second period. It wasn't Nylander who's played well. It wasn't Tavares. Like it was the Austin Matthews show here. That line, whatever. Like I can't say enough good things about that line. But um, anyway, so I'm thinking here we go again. All the scoring from the top line. That's how this puppy was looking. Except Yarncroft decides to get going here a little bit. So, okay, here's what I'm going to say. And then you can give your thoughts on this. Yarncroft scored to put the Leafs up 5-4 in this hockey game. Tampa scored late to tie it at 5. Yarncroft ended up winning it with not a tip-in. I would say a little tap-in in overtime. Not a tip-in, we know. That was more of a tap-in, That's right? a tap-in. 100% so, tap-in. So, look, I'm not going to go crazy for that. Good good for him. We needed somebody from the bottom six to like finally get fucking involved here. But I will still say this. It's one game. Like the depth scoring has been disappointing. 13 games in, we've talked about this almost every night that we do a podcast. Um, this game does not change my mind. For me, it doesn't change my mind. Like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Like, Yarncroft chipped in, but the bottom six still a big problem. I don't want to spend a ton of time here, but this one game. And Yarncroft getting two goals does not change my mind about the depth, how disappointing the depth scoring has been. Like, what do you think? Um, it doesn't change my mind, but it. I found the third line with Domi, Yarncroft, and Robertson was the best I've seen a third line play this season. So it is encouraging. Again, and then also the fourth line, like they they ended up. Keith ended up sitting Reeves. Reeves, oh, God. he didn't. I don't think he played another shift after the first few minutes of the second period. I don't. I I may be wrong. I did not see him in the third period. No, nope, didn't all. play a shift. Didn't play a shift. Went to eleven forwards in the third period. Right, and and I just felt like it was with Robertson on that third line. It added a little bit of it added a little bit of speed, added a little bit of skill to it, and it just seemed like for the first time this season. There were a lot of offensive play. Like there was lots of offensive play for the third line. Like they weren't getting hemmed in. They weren't just dumping and chasing. They were actually yeah. creating stuff. No, I looked better. So yeah, Robertson gets again, called up. 
One game. One game. Robertson gets called up here. He ends up playing with Domi and Yarncroft. Domi moves to center ice. They yep. send Holmberg down Domi to good Marley's. Yeah, like he better, better, better. for sure. Like, like he could, was engaged in this game. Yeah, like could this be the start of something? We'll see. Like, we'll see. Like, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It was but better. It was what do better. You, what do you do with Reeves, man? Like, I know you can't play it. Like, you're trying. There's going to be so many games where it, you're you're either trailing by a goal or two, or you're you're tied, or you're just up by a goal, and you can't play him. You can't just have a guy sitting on the bench being a dead anchor and playing 11 forwards every night. Well, no, you wouldn't think so. But they do have enough guys that they could double shift in that situation, like on the fourth line. Like there are, you could, you know what I mean? Like I know, but you could, I don't know. No, no. Okay. You could, you could play someone who could actually play. Do you know what I mean? Like you could put someone in, you could play Reeves when the, when the situation calls for it. But the fact that he's played every game, like he's missed every game. When, when would the situation call for it? Five games a year? I don't know. What, whenever the coach feels like it, whenever the coach well, feels that they need him out there, like maybe when you're playing a Boston or when you think things might get chippy. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess you never know, but like, yeah, I'd rather, I wanted to talk about the fourth line. Like to, to me, I, I look, the Ryan Reeves thing, it's just, you can't, okay. He didn't play in the third period. He stopped. Keith he didn't stopped, really play in the second period. Keith, Keith stopped playing him late in the late in the second period. So for me, like, yeah, I think they have to put a fourth line together that can play. Like, 100%. Like, when you are reluctant, when, you, when your head coach is reluctant to even put the guy on the ice because he feels like he potentially is going to cost you, he, he or he probably will because he can't play like he just can't play. That's the truth. He's slow. He's not like making, he's not heads up in any way. No, he's not like, going to, he's not going to help you. He's, you know, he's not going to help you protect a lead. He's not going to help you when you're trailing. No way. He's no not going to help you when it so, comes to playing hockey and scoring goals. He's not, no. He's so not like helpful. there are options there. Like I was just thinking just off the top of my head, like, yeah, put together potentially a shutdown fourth line, which could include, not Reeves, but Camp, call Holmberg back up, go with Camp, Gregor, and Holmberg, or whatever, or some combination of Yarncroc, maybe an all-European line of Camp, Yarncroc, and and Holmberg, and then you go with, try to get some offense cooking with a third line with, like, I know Yarncroc scored two goals tonight, but whatever. I still like to get McMahon involved in this somehow, because when McMahon and Robertson were down with the Marlies. They were playing on the same on pa the power play together. I believe they were on the same line. They had some good chemistry, both of them. So, you know, maybe you get McMahon in the fold and he plays on the third line with like, I don't know, Robertson and Domi or whatever, just a different look there. And Reeves takes a seat like, sorry, bud. Like what? Maybe you tree living Keith and Reeves get in the office and they have a conversation like, sorry, like it's not working out. He's not helping them. So, put something together where you can have a fourth line that is like, man, remember when like Sheldon used to go to like the camp line when he had di different guys on it through the past couple of seasons, but like as an absolute shutdown line, can't mm -hmm. do, can't do that anymore. Cause he doesn't have the wing. He, he can't not with, not playing with, not playing with Reeves. Yeah. He used to have a, he used to have a fourth line that he could trust. And not only does it, you know, could could it shut down and you could trust them out there defensively, but it gives everybody else a little rest. 
like camp and cache and i forget who the other winger was but like they were like legit like man like yeah. no well, no they had they had in the ice. no and they had speed they could pop in a goal every now and then but with reeves it's just i don't know man you just can't I, you can't you can't keep you just can't keep dressing him no if, if you're not going to play him no you can't like i i feel bad for the guys that have to play I'm sure he's a good dude, and he, I'm sure he is great in the room yeah, and all it. that, but he can't play. Yeah. So what are you going to do? He can fight, and he can stir things up, and when that when you're in a game that you think that's going to happen, okay, you should dress him, and when you don't need him, you've got to double shift someone else and go down to 11 forwards, but like he's dressing every single game. Every game. And he's just out there just not doing anything. Anyway. Do you we'll think see, we'll see? Because it seems like Keith is starting to find a rhythm with the team right now. Okay, but he hasn't gone near any of Tree Living's boys. No, but the fact that like it was pretty obvious that he except for the benching slash yeah, like I he guess. stapled Reeves to the bench, he stapled Bertuzzi to the bench uh, in I think in the Boston game for the third period. But he's got to—I don't know—he's got to—he's got to scratch him got to be a healthy scratch i totally agree whether he will or whether he won't should be interesting but uh i don't know we'll see um i got a few more things i want to get into the goalies and all that hey man we haven't had a win in a while so do you think we should take a little second here and hear what maybe eddie belfour's up to tonight i'd love to there we go <laughs> hi ed belfour here belfour spirits making some of the best whiskey in the world uh, we've been at this for uh, five years, going on six years. And this is family operated. We go to work every day. We work on every aspect of this business. We take great pride, you know, at watching people drink our whiskey and, and that big smile on their face. You know, like, wow, this is really, really good. That's what's so awesome is when you see those people loving your whiskey. And it's like when I play the game and at the end of the game, you know, they're chanting my name. We just want to make really great tasting whiskey, and that's that's our goal. And, you know, as it ages, it's only going to get better. We're very proud of that. Buy a bottle, and I'll sign it for you. Buy two, I'll help you drink the second one. Have a great day. He's not lying on that. Me and Dale bought a bottle, and then, honest to God, about a half hour later... Ding dong! Hello! <laughs> so we were half done the first bottle, and he just started drinking the second <laughs> bottle on us. And I was like, you know, Eddie, I'm glad... Door, doorbell it. rings, and here, mysterious man in a leather jacket, we're like, fucking right. He just knew. Like, he just knew where... He knew, but I mean, Belfort Spirits is not cheap. He drank the whole second bottle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Great to see. You. Hey, listen to this, Chad. You know what's cooking here? We got one more game left Wednesday against the Senators. And then you know what? We, the Flames are rolling in. First of a back-to-back -back Friday night. You know what game that is? Friday night? Yeah. Do you know what game that is? No. In this, it's the Hall of Fame game, baby. Oh, it's the Hall of Fame it? game. So will Belfort be around? Unlikely. Because he doesn't like to participate in events like that. It cuts time it takes time away from his his bar play and he does not like that but man wouldn't it be awesome to see he doesn't like schmoozing with like the suits right like it's you know if it was like a you know 
bar, no, I know what you're saying. Bar close affair. If the Hall of Fame night was just, you know, some dirty pub in downtown Toronto and maybe a stopover at the at the strip club. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be a part of it, but having yeah. to dress up. He didn't even dress up in a suit for his own goddamn Hall of Fame induction game. So I know, the best. Anyway, it's been a while, so I thought we'd just take a little listen to Belfour Spirits, man. God, I love that guy, Eddie Belfour. What an absolute legend, Eddie Belfour. Um, speaking of goalies, I guess segue into this before we wind this puppy down here. Um, <sighs> Samsonov, tough start. Okay, he gets the start here. His struggles continue. I don't know what your thoughts are are here, and I, I might be off base here. But after – I'm not doing anything right now. He was pissed. He showed some emotion. I like that. He was me, not happy when he too. went to – like he wasn't just like cool with getting pulled or whatever. I do like – I appreciate the fact that he was pissed that he got yanked and like didn't like it. Um, for the second time this season, a 13 games, second time against Tampa Bay. So not, not the best. But – Okay, three games left before they go to Sweden, okay? So I'm not doing anything yet right now. But when they return from Sweden, I don't know how many games he's going to get between now and then. But are you thinking run with Wall here? Or or what do you, what do you think? For the foreseeable future, do you just continue to put Wall back in there? Or do you still need to get Samson off games to try to get his fucking head straight and whatever, even though he's potentially costing you? Uh... That's a good question. I mean, he'll, he'll probably – they have a back-to-back -back this weekend, so he's probably going to play. Okay, fair he, enough. He'll probably play Friday against the Flames. and I Other other than other than the back-to-back, -back, Joseph Wall? Yeah, I'm going to ride Joseph Wall. Joseph Wall will play against Ottawa because you need to pick up points here. Yeah. Like, you need to put them in the bank, and Samsonov has some stuff to work out. The Flames is probably a good game to play him in yeah. because the Flames haven't been that great this season. They're having yeah. trouble scoring goals. Maybe that's a good game for Samsonov. But then you got the Canucks rolling in and they red hot, red hot, red hot, scoring goals like crazy. Can't play um, in that game. No, you got to put Joseph Wall in on Saturday. And then from there on out, uh, they leave for Sweden on Sunday. Am I correct? I think so. Yeah, yeah, Sunday or Monday for sure. They're off for like five days before they play at 2 p.m. A little afternoon delight. Yeah, so I would I would probably play Wall in all the Sweden games. I don't think there's any back-to-back. -back. You play four over in Sweden. Yeah, I'm I'm going No, they only play two games in Sweden. They only play oh, two. Two, two games in Sweden. Yeah. Friday afternoon and then uh the Sunday morning. But I guess here's right. what I was just to follow up on that. I, I agree with you there, but to follow up on that, depending on his how okay, so if we only see him in the Calgary game before they leave to go to Sweden, I thought initially that they, the goalies would split the games in Sweden. I'm not so sure of that now, but let's say that Samsonov's play continues to struggle, like significantly struggle, and he just can't find it. Is there any part of you that would be like, okay, you know what? After the Sweden trip, we got to give this guy like a conditioning stint. Like, I don't know the ins and no. outs. Of you don't think so? You don't think? I don't think he's that. I don't think he's fallen that far yet. You you don't think that he could use a two week stretch of starting every night for the Marlies to try to get his fucking head straight and bring up Martin Jones and see what this dude can well, do? Actually, yeah, maybe, maybe throwing it out there, throwing it out there. Yeah, maybe. I think you got to give him the start against Calgary. He needs a win. He needs to win a game for the Leafs. When's the last time he won a fucking game? Oh, and he just needs to start feeling good about himself. If 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 he gets the start on Friday and and he loses 
and it's somewhat his fault. Like if he's another four goals on 20 shots kind of game, maybe. I'll put a big maybe on that. Man, it was it, – yeah, so we'll see. You're not going to take Martin Jones to Sweden, so – No, no, no. That's why I mentioned like after Sweden, if yeah, things are Sweden. like – you might have to – you might have to – I don't know. I, I would strongly consider it. We'll see just to try to get his head on straight because like he's, he's struggling between the years right now and he's struggling on the ice too. It's just, it's not good for Samson. Yeah. It's, it's not well, good. Hopefully, hopefully it works. I like Samson off and I want to see him. Same. Do good. And, and I was really, just like you, I was really glad to see him slam down his helmet, show some emotion. Sure. He, he's not he happy about it. No, he wants to be better. So I would give him, I'm going to start wall against the senators, but I'm going to tell him you're starting Friday night. Be ready. Like, I have no problem with Samsonov. I think he is a decent goalie. He's clearly, we saw last season, a much better, he can give you a lot more than he's given the team right now. But I just have a feeling, Chad, Joseph Wall, he just seems to be like, I think he's just going to take this thing over. I, I just think that's the way it's trending. I could be wrong. I, that's just what I think. Anyway, before we go, Nylander, 11-game point streak going into the game. He did get a point in overtime to push it to 12. Now he's got goal, uh 12-game point streak to start the season. Very impressive. Um, yeah, I don't know. Leafs win it six, five in overtime. Yarncroft, two goals, Matthews, two goals, Marner, one goal, Nyes, one goal. The story tonight for me was the play of Matthew Nyes. Anything else, Chad, before we go? No, uh, we'll be back Wednesday after the Ottawa game and then probably Saturday after the Canucks game. Yeah. Um, cause it's a yeah. Friday, Saturday, yeah. and then we'll take a little break and get ready for the Swedish meatballs are going to be served up. Uh, uh, we're going to have some special treats planned for those two games treats. for sure. All two, two all Swedish editions of the tip in Maple Leafs podcast. Yeah. I've, I've got a great. good, I've got a good segment that I've been working on just, for, well, it's for the Sweden, but we'll probably continue it after. I can't wait. I can't. Anyway, for Swedish the meatballs, baby. Can't wait <laughs> for the tip in Maple Leafs podcast. Once again, don't forget to follow us on social media at the tip in Maple Leafs podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube on Twitter, the tip and pod, TikTok, tip and podcast. And until next time, I'm Chad. I'm Dale. And we will. Matthew Nice. Talk about making the most out of an opportunity here. Wow. Incredible to see that kid tonight. So happy for him. Hope it continues. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. Like and subscribe on YouTube. We'll catch you guys later.